Hi there, it's Matt here and welcome back to the podcast. Now, in our previous episode, we spoke about the role of temperature at the start of the night and how we have to warm up, to cool down, to fall asleep. In this episode, we're going to discuss how temperature can then help you stay asleep across the night. And finally, we will reverse engineer the trick and we will speak about how temperature can help you wake up in the mornings. Let's return to that whole body temperature suit that I described in the previous episode. If you don't remember, it's designed by a wonderful sleep scientist in the Netherlands, and it's very similar to this whole body wetsuit. And covering that wetsuit are very thin tubes that have water running through them. And in that way, you can selectively warm or cool different parts of the body, however you want. And using that same suit, as we discussed in the previous episode, you can warm up the surface areas of the body to cool down the core of the body to fall asleep. But what we've since discovered is that if you then keep cooling the body down across the night, sleep becomes both more stable and more plentiful. For example, if we take a group of older adults who often struggle with sleep and also those who suffer from insomnia, both of those groups will have, on average, around about a 50% likelihood of waking up in the middle or the second half of the night. And of course, once they wake up, they will struggle to get back to sleep. But if you actively cool the body at night, reducing down that core body temperature further, you can decrease that number to less than 5%. And in fact, we've even found that cooling the body in the middle of the night will boost the size of those deep electrical brainwaves of deep non-REM sleep that we spoke about in the first episode. Now, knowingly or not, you have probably used this proven temperature manipulation to help your own sleep. A luxury for many of us is to draw a hot bath in the evening and soak the body before bedtime. And you may have thought that your sleep is better after a warm bath or a hot shower because when you get out, you're nice and toasty and you fall asleep and you stay asleep better. Indeed, it's the exact opposite. When you've had a warm bath or a shower, all of the blood races to the surface of your skin, and I get that sort of rosy cheek look. And as a result, with that blood coming to the surface of your skin, when you get out of the bath, your core body temperature actually plummets, and that is why you fall asleep faster and stay asleep more easily. In fact, it's so reliable that we call it the warm bath effect in sleep science. And in fact, if you use that method, you can increase the amount of deep sleep by somewhere between 10 to 15%. The sponsor of today's podcast is Inside Tracker, which is a service that I've been using because of really its fundamental value to me. There are many things in life where I am happy to sit with uncertainty. However, my health isn't one of those things. 
I want certainty when it comes to my health. I want to know exactly what's going on inside of my body. And this is why I've been using Inside Tracker, and this is why I wanted to partner with them as a sponsor of the podcast. Inside Tracker provides a service that analyzes both your blood and also your DNA to understand exactly what is happening inside of you in terms of your health status. And they will conveniently come to your home and they conveniently come to my home. They do a quick blood draw and with a rapid turnaround time, they run a set of diagnostics on your blood, on your DNA. And there are two key things that come out as a consequence. First, they provide a full set of results describing your varied blood, metabolic, and hormonal health metrics. And they also give you some nice reference points so you know whether you are inside or outside of standard health ranges. The second part is the part that I think is especially valuable. Inside Tracker then provides personalized suggestions on the basis of your results for lifestyle changes so that you can try to adjust key metrics and therefore better optimize them in terms of those healthy ranges. So if you want to try Inside Tracker, just go over to insidetracker.com forward slash Matt Walker. And if you use that link, uh, and it has to be that link, you will get 25% off their programs. And I'm also working with them to design uh, some sleep-specific programs that you'll be able to find there. So that's insidetracker.com forward slash Matt Walker, and you will get this uh, discount. And now let's get back to the podcast. Now, all of the methods that we've spoken about so far regarding temperature are more active interventions. But passive room temperature also makes a difference here. And the long and short of it is that the optimal temperature for sleep at night, for the average human adult at least, seems to be somewhere between 16 to 18 degrees Celsius, or somewhere between, if I'm doing my mathematics correctly, 61 to 65 degrees Fahrenheit. I've probably got that wrong, but you get a sense of where this optimal sweet spot of temperature is for the ambient room within which you sleep. And on average, when adults are slumbering under those temperature conditions, sleep seems to be optimal. But of course, I want to be clear, everyone will be a little bit different. For example, men will typically run hotter than women. And by the way, if you're worried about that very cold bedroom temperature that I described, you can take a hot water bottle to bed and use it for your feet. You can wear thick socks if you like. That's perfectly normal. But cold, the ambient temperature must be. And by the way, I will freely admit to using a hot water bottle at night, especially during the winter here. I will leave my windows open year round and you can do that too, as long as it's safe for you to do so. But when I do that, particularly during the winter, it is pretty cold in the bedroom. So I do like to have a hot water bottle. I warm it up, then put it in there about five minutes before. But you don't want to know this about me. This is my personal sleep nonsense. Let me come back to our scientific story. So that's falling asleep that we discussed in the first episode. And here we've spoken about staying asleep so far. 
The final step we have to discuss, of course, is waking up. And here, temperature makes a difference too. What we've discovered is that as you move through to those late morning hours of your sleep, particularly as you start to enter those REM sleep rich phases late in the morning, we see a rise in core brain temperature. And in fact, just as an aside, it's one of the ways that we've been playing around at my sleep center with modifying REM sleep by trying to increase temperature to see if we can increase REM sleep or dream sleep. And reliably in humans and people who do animal studies, they will consistently find that it's in the last 30 minutes before people would naturally wake up in the morning that their body temperature really starts to increase. As with breaking up, waking up can be hard to do for many people, especially if you're not sleeping in synchrony with your chronotype, which we've spoken about in three episodes before. However, one way that we can ease that process of waking up is trying to warm up the ambient temperature of the bedroom in the last 30 minutes before your alarm goes off. So if you have a smart thermostat, try to program it to increase the temperature to around about 21 degrees Celsius or around 70 degrees Fahrenheit in the last 30 minutes before your alarm goes off. And that is the tale of temperature, which really comes in three parts. We need to warm up, to cool down, to get to sleep, and then we need to stay cool, to stay asleep, and finally, we need to warm up, to wake up. And with that, I will say, stay cool tonight, um, <laughs> get hot tomorrow morning, and I will simply say thank you again so much for listening. And I will see you next time in the next episode. Take care for now. <laughs>